A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Rich Shields Golf Show podcast, episode 186. We're ever fastly approaching 200, aren't we? We did say we would do a live show for 200, but we've not really planned anything yet. We've got 14 weeks. Quite a long time, isn't it? I think we can get a live one in. Wow. Where, when, how, why? Well, what would the date be? If okay. we were to Should have planned this before know, we yeah. died. Um, uh, one, two, three, four. It's going to be about September time. Okay. We, we, in fact, didn't we... Predict it about Ryder Cup time. That's actually, yeah, that's a good point we did. So, yeah. Wow. Let's start the ball rolling. So, you committed now? Committing now. Wow. We commit a lot of things on this podcast. Live podcast, 200 episode, um, special bonanza. Where? Uh, Is it Manchester again? I think Manchester. Just that homely feel, hasn't it? I think Manchester. Yeah. They turned up last time. Boozy. It was, it was Larry. So, yeah, we did one at 100. Live show. In fact, this weekend, just been, I've been back down in London this weekend yeah. with, with Claire, my wife. We were watching Beyonce on Thursday. Very Lovely. good. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, by the way. Insane. Insane. Mm. Not, I think it's too much capacity for our live show for 200. <laughs> I'm not sure we'd quite fill Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, but we actually drove through the area where we did the live podcast last time. Oh, yeah. In Islington, was yeah. it? So yeah, I drove through. I was like, I recognise this place. Champions League final night. Yeah, we didn't have a sellout crowd that night, did we? Unfortunately, because of because factors. of Champions League final. So this let's time. make sure we pick a nice date in September. Um, yeah, I think we can do it. Okay, it's quite a lot of work. So we come into it right now. Right now. Right. Wow. Well, okay. Done. Exciting. Get the ball rolling. Two hundred episode live in Manchester. <laughs> No. I'll end up forgetting that this will be like on the 18th green at Marriott. <laughs> Hi everyone, thanks for coming. Like, well, yeah. Um, so in this week's episode, we've got some breaking news. And that wasn't even the breaking news. We've got a little bit more breaking news later on in this episode, so don't go anywhere. Uh, but first off, thank you for everyone's continued support, listening, watching the podcast. If you are an avid watcher of the podcast, be sure to subscribe to the podcast channel. A few people think they're subscribed, but they might not be. They might be only subscribed to the main channel. They might only be subscribed to the very soon to be announced and released review channel, but they might not be subscribed to the podcast channel. But you might not want to be. Well, then you're not allowed to listen. Well, fine. Yeah. <laughs> be gone. Be gone. But yeah, today we actually had a bit, I was doing this a bit later on a Monday than we normally would because I was kind of scratching my head going, Rick, I've got nothing to say to anybody. And then we had a little bit of a, of a chat. And next thing we've got a show that is action packed. And again, arguably too much good content, too much good content for free, I would say. Yeah. And we should be charging for this now. We don't even have a sponsor. We just put it out there for free every week. Blood, sweat and tears. Tears. Lots of tears, tantrums. <laughs> Matt's always crying behind the camera. Matt got his little, is his trophy gone? Yeah, it's yeah, gone. Good reason, bad thank rubbish. God, his trophy's gone. That, um, have but, you had it engraved, Matt? Not yet. Not yet, okay. Soon. Wow. It's been a big weekend in the world of golf. Um, lots has gone on. There's been multiple interesting winners, which we're going to come on to. You know what I've liked this weekend? It's all been about new up-and-coming talent. New blood. Isn't it? Mm. So there's a, few, a couple of superstars who have won this weekend, plus huge shout out to Victor Hovland. Let's start there first. Victor Hovland won this weekend at Memorial, Jack Nicholas's golf course. Uh, it's called Muirfield. He's, he's 
apparently has made it even harder this year. It's one of the hardest golf courses on the PGA Tour. And Jack Nicholas isn't finished with <laughs> it just being the hardest. He wants to make it near impossible. And I mean, some of the scoring would suggest that it was near impossible. Mm. However, it went down to a playoff. And you know what? I'm really, really happy to say Victor Hovland took the win. Your friend? Your friend of mine. He's been on the podcast before, many, many episodes ago. We'll have to bring him back on again. And um, we have toyed about the idea of getting him on a 10-shot challenge. I think now he's a four-time PGA Tour winner. He now qualifies for a 10-shot challenge. Three, yeah. not good enough. No, so now he's four times winner. And you know why I'm I'm proud of him? Because in the PGA Championship, when he was in the final groups with Brooks Kepka, and he was going toe-to-toe with Brooks all the way through the bat nine, I think it was the 17th hole, he found a bunker, or 16th hole, he found a bunker, went for the hero shot, it didn't pay off, and unfortunately, that tournament eluded his grasp. Yes. So to come back only a couple of weeks later and win, I think that's pretty, I think that shows balls and courage. I do think that we say this often when there's a major championship around the corner, how when someone says to me, who are you going to pick? I'm like, I don't know, because there's that many people could win. And it just proves, again, you look at that leaderboard and you look at the world rankings now, that the, the golfers that are up there that are playing well, kind of week in, week out. It's absolutely insane. And although obviously, the, you know, right, rightfully so, this is about obviously Victor Hovland winning, and it is. But again, Scotty Scheffler came third. It's another week inside the top five. Did you did you see his stats? So this weekend, he was number one strokes gained T to green. Yeah. Number one. And by a mile, yeah, I saw it. he was in complete last place once he got on the putting green. His putting was atrocious. If he would have had anywhere near a putting game this weekend, he would have won by 10. Mm. It, it just cements this idea that he seems to, back in the era when Tiger was so dom- dominant, you would look at leaderboard and only see Tiger's name at the top. Mm-hmm. And after round three, Tiger's name will be at the top. It's inevitable he's going to win. Yep. With Scottish Scheffler, he goes so under the radar for most of the of the tournament. And when he's behind going into the final day, he always seems to go up the leaderboard. Yeah. We went up by 29 places. I mean, it's just a joke. He, I think he had the lowest round of the day. Six under, was it? It's five under. Five under. And then you've got, he always gets in that kind of top three position. But also, if he is leading going into the final day, you also expect him to win. Yeah. He is a real, real talent. And, and you know, he just continues to cement himself as being the best player in the world. Rory. Yes. Unfortunately, doesn't seem to have that same um, trend, let's say. Yeah, he shot three over final round and dropped from first to tied seventh. He was leading into the final round, which we've seen from Rory a few times. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Now, what isn't fair to say is he has gone on from leading after three rounds and he's won a lot of yes. tournaments from that position. But there is a there is a noticeable amount of tournaments that he's lost after leading after 54 holes. What does he need to change? Is it his wedge Don't, game? Is it... Uh, well, the biggest rumour that, that keeps flying around on social, on Twitter, <laughs> on, that, on that vile platform Twitter, is that like, he needs a new caddy, he needs a professional yeah. caddy. It's like, for, oh... I mean, I don't know if that is the absolute answer. I mean, he's not won a major since having Harry Diamond on the bag, but he's also not won a major for an awful long yeah, time. nearly 10 years. So it's it's not, I wouldn't say that was fair to kind of just only put that on Harry's, his, his kind of best friend growing up shoulders. Um, but also as well on that, you know, Rory, you'd imagine, knows what he needs to improve on and, and he's, he's experienced enough to, to know how to improve on whatever that might be. If he had an inkling that it was his caddy, even though it's his best friend, I'm sure he's going to part ways with him for the sake of his career. Of course. You don't want to keep him on the bag as a bit of a goodwill gesture. But this is where, like, asking asking me who don't, doesn't know his game anywhere close to what Rory knows it as, he will know what he needs to improve mm. on. The only one thing, and this is, I think this is social media again blowing this massive out of proportion, you only ever really see Rory McIlroy hitting full shots. Mm-hmm. on a driving range or, you know, when he, when he, when he's bombing drivers on in these kind of tailor-made commercials, you don't particularly see that the, and I'm not saying he doesn't practice it enough. You don't particularly see the wedge shots that he hits or the putting practice that he puts in, which I'm pretty, pretty confident 
there's many, 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 many hours put into that section of the game. Yeah. You just don't seem to see it on social media as much because maybe it's not as sexy. But um, yeah, Rory went the wrong way. Victor came back after a bit of a, a heartbreak a couple of couple of weeks ago. Scottish Chef was just there and thereabouts every single time. Um, Speaking of Rory, though, uh, obviously well known for being Irish from Northern Ireland, yes. from Hollywood Golf Club. Um, this week on the DP World Tour, another young golfer from Northern Ireland and from Hollywood Golf Club, Tom McKibben, won his first ever DP World event. It's incredible. European Open and got a nice, I think it's 350,000 euros or something like that, 20 years old. What There's so many things to that story to unpack. The, the fact, okay, you can have two golfers from the same club and a little, I've, I've been to the golf club yeah, yeah. in Northern Ireland, a little golf club. It's, it's not a big resort no, golf it's course. Not it's not as if it's one of these places in America where it's not like a sawgrass or a, um, a um, Bay Hill. You know, it's, it's very small. It's quite quaint. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually get opportunity to play the golf course. We should maybe get over there and play, play it. Um, it wouldn't scream out to you. It's going to breed two now tour winners. No, it's insane. 20 years old as yeah, well. well I've known Tom or known of him for for a long time because you're right. I went to, it's in my old job when I worked at Nike as a fitting representative. I used to travel the UK and Ireland doing fitting events at golf clubs and golf venues, etc. And in 2016, I did one at Hollywood Golf Club. So obviously, uh, um, you know, at the time Roy was using Nike golf clubs. It was a, a, a good venue for Nike where they sold a lot of product because obviously it was his home club, etc. And I went and he had this like shrine to him with all the trophies yeah, and pictures. That. It's really cool. And on the day, Tom McKibben was there. And I said, this was six years ago now. Um, in fact, no, seven years ago now it was. So he would only been like 13 at the time. He was there that day. And I was kind of chatting to his parents and himself. And the, the rep that I was with, who also worked for Nike that was based in Ireland, he knew of Tom and said, oh, this guy's going to be like the next big thing. And at the time he was doing really well. I think he'd won like some stuff in America. And he was only obviously a really young kid, but his swing was pure. And I suppose for him, what's helped him massively is being in an environment where there has been a someone, a junior go on to become like a world number one, because I sometimes think for junior golfers, what can be quite difficult when you become quite kind of good or, or decent in a, in a small golf club, that's not really had many great juniors before you can get a lot of um, people in, in, in meaning well, but really thinking you're going to be the next big thing. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it totally does. And, and, and not that you want to crush the dream. Didn't you say you had it? Massively. It was my, growing up, it's one of my biggest regrets is not testing myself against other golfers and also kind of listening to the member hype. Mm-hmm. I'd almost class it as. So you'd play with a, a member. I was 11 year old or 12 year old, 13, whatever, playing as a junior uh, member at the golf club I grew up at. And you play with a, a group of men. Oh, wow, Rick, you you know, bloody hell, you really give out a whack. And you know, they're not really gauging it on anything. They're just yeah. kind of gauging it on either their own game or what their perception of an 11 or 12 or 13 year old kid should be doing. And to some degree at that age, you kind of believe the hype. You believe what they're telling you. You believe when they're saying, oh, you're going to be the next big thing, bloody hell, best put a bet on you yeah. to win the open in yeah. 10 years time. You kind of like go, oh yeah, maybe maybe I am that good. Yeah, yeah. And actually it almost, it unsettles you. For me, it didn't continue to push me or motivated me. I almost kind of became a bit lethargic, like blase about well, if it. If you think about it, the average handicap in the UK is 18 for, for a male. So if you've got a junior who's 14, not nine. So the average person, they're like, oh my God, this kid, which you are a kid, is unbelievable. I suppose what happened for Tom, obviously, apart from his exceptional talent and hard work and dedication, all the things that you have to have as a as a tour winner now, is that he was in an environment where people had seen it before in Rory. And I suppose that probably gave him a real level of guidance where people could actually see that he, he genuinely was talented. And, you know, I'm sure forever there'll be comparisons to Rory and what he did at what age and what Rory won at what age, etc. Well, that's the bet it did him some good. You've got benchmarks to try and beat. Yeah. Like Tom McKibben there has got, you know, if he's going to go and play the junior uh, club championship, if Rory's won it five times, yeah. he wants to win it six times yeah, because yeah. that's a gauge. And if it, if he doesn't win it five times, oh no, he's not quite as good. And it might motivate him to do better. Exactly. It could, however, also go the other way. Mm-hmm. Like suddenly if you're always being compared to somebody, it's like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe you start to doubt yourself a little bit. So 
you know, I, I definitely don't feel for one second Tom has, has obviously not been gifted it one tiny bit, but it can definitely having Rory McIlroy club can help and motivate you, but can also exactly. potentially kind of deflate you. Um, it was only when I went to college, when I went to golf college at the age of 16 and started to hang around with much, much, much better golfers than I was at 16 from different golf clubs. I was like, oh crap, I'm nowhere near. Bloody Bob, the member who was telling me I was this, that and the other, was was had no clue because now I'm going up against 16-year-olds that were wiping the floor with me. And, and I think just any advice to junior golfers listening, make sure you're testing yourself or at least putting yourself in the opportunity to play with re- the best possible player you can play at your age yeah or your age um and engage yourself off them because otherwise bob at the golf club is going to think you're amazing but don't believe the hype sometimes yeah no i think that's and it's not a case of being kind of negative it's just about being realistic of and golf and those unique sports where you can just keep going and keep trying and keep you know practicing etc and sometimes that hard work would really pay dividends but sometimes it's just it is just you know it, it is hard um, as we see week in, week out on the tour. But another winner we have to touch on this week was Rose Zhang. The future of golf is bright. Without doing comparisons, I'm feeling Tiger Woods vibes. But honestly, I feel really, really kind of excited about, you know, week in, week out at the moment. It's a hot topic. We're talking about Liv. We're talking about a lot of these players who have potentially reached their prime or obviously not excluding Brooks Kepka, but have reached the prime and now coming out for those paydays when like a Phil Mickelson is in his fifties, he's done it, been there, got the t-shirt. You now look at this week and it really it humble. It, it's made me excited for golf again when you've got such incredible talent. Rose Zhang, I mean, 20 years old. Yeah. She wins her first tournament as a professional golfer. That's not been done since 1951. It's not been done for 72 years. Well, so for those, I'm sure a lot of people listening and watching are fully up to speed, but for those kind of more casual who maybe have missed the golf recently or whatever, or don't know too much about Rose, she's obviously just turned professional at the age of 20 and just got her first win in her first event, as Rick rightly says. Her career does stem back um, quite a, a good good way in the amateur world. So in 2020, she won the US Women's Amateur. And then in 2022 and 2023, she won the NCAA Division Championships, being the first woman to, uh, woman to win it twice, the individual title twice. Now we've had um, Wesley Bryant, George, uh, which, which Bryant did we have on? We had George. George, I always get a look with the two Bryans. Wesley's the one that was played, yeah, played so on Yeah, so we had tour. George Bryant on, who talked about the NCAA stuff. And again, listeners in America, I'm sure, understand it much more. Than, than we do. I don't really fully get no. it other than I think it means you're basically the best yeah, yeah. in colleges in America. <laughs> and then recently as well, she won um, the Augusta National Women's Amateur, which was the one that was held just before the actual uh, Masters that Rick went to. I did. And yeah, she's didn't hear. obviously absolutely insane at golf. Um, she also played in the, uh, Brit- the Women's British Open last year and came tied 20, 28th. She played in the US Open last year and came tied 40th. She played in the Evian Championship, which is a major for the ladies, came tied 58th. And then in the Chevron Championship, which she also played in 2020, she was only 18, as an amateur, was tied 11th. Insane. Um, I, I went on her Instagram before. Followed her. She doesn't post much. Right. But when she posts, she's holding a trophy. <laughs> and I genuinely mean that. She literally posts when she wins. Love it. <laughs> just the page is full of it, just holding a trophy, holding the trophy. I'm like, oh my goodness. Why don't we do that with you, but you can only post when you break 75? Well, <laughs> one post a year. <laughs> <laughs> Rick's yearly post, a scorecard. <laughs> a big 74 and a big foam finger. Big 74 around a par 64. <laughs> um, yeah, she's had huge accolades from the man himself, Tiger Woods. Yes. He tweeted congratulating her. The, the media has gone mad. Um, I, I, we saw a little bit of this. Do you remember a couple of years ago in tennis with Emily Raducanu? Emma Raducanu. Emma Raducanu. Mm-hmm. And she won the US Open at the yeah. time in tennis and she was young and she blew up. And she's been, unfortunately, then since that, plagued with injury and a few mm. mental health issues. I also hope that Rose, at such a young age, as many of these young athletes need, that kind of really solid support system around her that can kind of protect her and make sure she doesn't you know she 
could be getting dragged from pillar to post for doing every advertising campaign and yep. all sorts. I just hope she focuses on her golf. I, I read today that she's now taken immediate membership for the LPGA tour, which will be immediate effect. Um, she, she's just, uh, uh, the prospects are huge. Yeah, it's exciting. Where, where, do you know where she's in the world ranking right now? Uh, I don't. Let me have a quick look. Go on, sorry, were you going to say something? No, I was going to jump on something else, but I'll, I'll let you find that world ranking. Um, what's, your, what's your guess? Oh, I honestly have no idea how it works. So I'm going to go 50th, uh, if, it, if she's even got one. It might not be as easy as this. We'll, uh, we'll guess. 50. Six. <laughs> um, no, so I want to come on to a bit of another topic. Um, and this is one that I definitely would love people in the comments on the video version of the podcast to get involved with below. Um, if you're listening in the car and you want to get in touch, please email us podcast at rickshields.com or join the Facebook group, the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast on Facebook and get your comments in there. But basically, I was thinking, Rick. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Um, so this weekend, as well as all this fantastic, amazing golf on the PJ Tour, the LPJ Tour and the DP World Tour, there was also a big amateur event in our home county, the Lancashire County Championship. So an amateur event. Okay. Okay. And it was played on Friday through to Sunday. It was a 72-hole tournament. So big, uh, big tourney. And it's a good standard of golf. Okay. And I was looking at, the, so the winner is a guy called James Nash from Ormskirt Golf Club. He had a 70, 69, 69, 62. Both Bolton links. So he shot 18 under par and won by three, right? So he's obviously an incredible golfer. And there's some insane scores. Luke Kelly came second with 15 under and et cetera, et cetera. But what, what really caught my eye was looking at his results, by the way. And this is not, a, 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 um, calling at anyone at all or dig at anybody because just to put something clear, the guys that are playing this tournament are insanely good at golf and incredibly better than I am at golf. But with this new handicap system now, which is the world handicap system, I think we got it is in 2020, early 2020, mm. we got it. I've not played hardly any, any amateur golf apart from with you on camera using my handicap really. So I'm not really up to speed with it. However, I've heard lots of people complain about it. Yeah. And what I'm getting to in a long-winded way here, some of the handicaps in this event were absolutely insane. And you look at the scores that those people were posting. Again, I'm not reading any, any names out. You don't always align to the handicaps. Now, granted, anybody can have a bad day. And I think we are, we hold our hands up to that. Yeah. And anybody can shoot a bad score. We, ce- we celebrate those we bad scores. And, you know, this is not a dig at those people. It's more the handicap system. Well, it is the handicap system. But basically in this, in this tournament, there's the guy that won was off plus five. So fair dues, he's shooting ridiculous scores. But there's like loads now of plus fours, plus fives, there's a plus six, I believe. There's plus threes everywhere. There's loads and loads and loads of scratches. And you look at the scores and they don't align. And basically what my, again, my long-winded point is, is this handicap system right or is it broken? I just put a question on our group, the uh, Facebook group. Are you a fan of the new world handicap system? Is it better than the old system? 78% have said, yes, I like it. 22% have said, no, the old was better. So it looks like a lot of people are in favour of it. That surprised me. It does surprise me. Um, however, the handicaps do seem different. What do you think? So the handicaps are typically now representing a lower number than what the old handicap system was. Yes. Uh, from from the people that seem most vocal about it, and you get like, get this in any walk of life the people who seem to be most vocal are the ones who don't like it mm-hmm. um i as you know i don't play on a saturday morning as a as a club member at an amateur golf event i know you don't um i mean we know that the podcast matt's handicap is totally skewed <laughs> like what's your handicap now matt gone down to nine from what? 14. See, that would never happen back no. in the day, would it? That's our own society handicap, though. I don't know if we follow the world handicap system. Breaking the rules. Yeah. Cheating. Just make it up as we go along, basically. <laughs> Anyone that gets a high score just gets chopped, so they'll never win again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I, I, I wish I knew more about it, but I don't feel like I... 
I, I live in that world of, of handicap yeah. systems. No, you, you, I've seen a, quite a lot of comments with people and you said it might be the ones that are commenting that are the most angry about it maybe. But there's quite a lot of people saying it's open to cheating because you can just put bad scores in and stuff, which I don't, I don't know if that's right or wrong really. The only thing I don't like about it, but again, maybe I'm not qualified to speak about this because I've not been playing at all when it's been in place. If somebody said they were a scratch golfer four years ago, you kind of knew what level that was. Whereas now I feel like I don't really understand. It's murky. What, isn't yeah. It? It's, and obviously it depends on how many cards you've done and obviously good scores go after a certain amount of rounds, etc. So I'm intrigued to hear people's thoughts. And so please do. And that's very heavily swayed that people are liking it. So that's interesting to see, but I'm not sure. But also to some degree, are they like are the majority of people liking it because it now appears they've got a lower handicap? Mm, maybe. Potential. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Actually, you know, and is it the 20-odd percent who don't like it? Are they predominantly maybe lower handicappers? Yeah. You know. You know one thing I've never got when people want the handicap to be high? I've never got that. Like, I understand people want to win competitions. So, fair enough. But surely you want to be as good at this game as possible. I know. Well, it's just about cheating. We we experienced that that charity yeah, days we, we played in that we talked about on the podcast with John Robbins and Rob Potter. Like people will do anything to to win a prize at a charity golf day, which yeah. I find baffling. Imagine, imagine your name <laughs> being on a board and you know that you've fudged it. Yeah, you've got to walk in that clubhouse every time and look at your name and be proud of your name on the board. Where really, you know kind of fudge my handicap well, to win that. We've said this before, and this is no dig at other sports, but does it come from other sports? Like, again, in football, you'd happily get a penalty by bowling over and then getting the penalty, scoring the winning goal, celebrating and winning the trophy. It's, it's done, isn't it? Mm. Obviously, it's harder with VAR, etc. But in golf, that's not how it's played. But yeah, is it that mentality from other sports that creeps in sometimes? Win at all costs mentality? Possibly. I mean, I don't honest, like it, obviously. When I was watching the FA Cup final this weekend, which is obviously a sour point for me after after us losing but i was like do anything to win <laughs> like literally if you got if you got break up break the legs break the legs just wow. let's win or well, in golf those have that same mentality no you can't we can't can can't. you can't go sliding on a green and <laughs> break his leg i think even even like the handball i mean going into football here the handball on grealish was was very 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 harsh mm. and it shouldn't have been a handball by the rule of the game it was a handball mm-hmm. but I think sometimes just common sense needs to come in a little bit as well yeah. not only in football but in golf as well 
Uh, sorry, just a quick one on, on Rose. Uh, because at the moment, she's on the system, she's still classed as an amateur. Oh, she's okay. the number one amateur in the world. Yep. She's the 482nd best professional. That can't be updated from the win. Uh, it will be updated and she'll shoot up that list. I've got a really funny dear Rick for you. Go for it. <laughs> Short and sweet and it just made me giggle. Uh, I won't read the guy's name out. It says, I love the podcast and everything you're doing. So everything that you do, everything you do, this person loves. Everything. Everything that you wow. do. Yeah. That's nice. I'm 17 years old and was playing with some schoolmates. And one of them, who I don't know that well, had a bad hole <laughs> and threw the ball, brackets Pro V1, into a bush. <laughs> I like how he's put the brackets in there. Into a bush. But it didn't go fully in and I could see exactly where it was. <laughs> so I asked if I could go and get it. And he said, feel free. Uh, and he's been brackets while, whilst being disheartened. And I went and got it, kept it. <laughs> was I in the wrong? <laughs> so Rick, I want you to use all your wisdom and wealth of expertise to tell this listener, this viewer, if they're in the wrong. Well, first off, thank you so much for loving everything that, that we do. Um, he absolutely was not in the wrong. I think in, in golf's sense, that's, that's a way of really rattling your opponent. If he was playing mm. against him, I love every bit of it. It's it's a real just like oh, that's a pro v one. Why are you yeah. being up? So why are you spitting your dummy out? I'm going to go and get that. <laughs> I well, really like it was a nice it. segue because he called that uh, email. Am I being a golf cheapskate? And I wanted to then segue into the fact that we have just recently reviewed some wedges from Amazon that were 180 dollars or pounds. Was it pounds? Pounds. The three wedges. Yeah. We tried them. You tried them. You've reviewed them. They were fairly impressive. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't far off at all. Um, that you know, I feel. What's really interesting with this kind of new direct to consumer market, you know, we've seen it with Kirkland Signature wedges. They they did absolutely brilliant. Lazarus wedges, which are the ones that I reviewed and we bought from Amazon, um, come in loads of different finishes. Not loads of different loft options and bounce options. A couple, yeah, other, not loads. Not loads. More the finishes you could tailor. Honestly, around the green, some of the best feeling wedges I've ever hit. <laughs> it's crazy. Just as it got longer, and I do blame the shaft so much. I saw a few comments saying, why don't you just change the shafts? Well, that kind of defeats the object of it being a cheap Yeah, it's annoying. Iron, isn't it? You know, suddenly if we start putting 40 quid shafts in each club, then, exactly. you know, it starts to break. <laughs> It changed the price significantly. Um, but overall, very, very impressed. The, that, the black finish, unfortunately, did scratch up in the bunker where the chrome finish might not have done as much. But obviously, black option is the ones we want to buy. And also, it is an option on the website. Um, I think more importantly, <laughs> there was an awful lot of comments about my chipping. Mm. Oh, I've just got one more thing on Lazarus, by the way, though. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry. You- no, go on. So... This may be not something for the podcast, but it's not a bad thing, so I'll read it out. We then, so basically the story of these wedges literally is, we went on Amazon, had a look at the golf equipment, saw these wedges, looked quite a good price. They looked like they'd got good, well, they had got great reviews. We bought them, we reviewed them. Don't forget, a lot of people have been asking for them. Exactly. So that was the simplicity of the video. We literally bought them with Rick's business card, got them straight in. I'm going to say with our own cash. It wasn't our own cash. (laughs) Put it on Rick's business card. It's business expense. Um, However, we've since had an email off Lazarus. Okay. And it's nice. I'm not going to read the person's name, but um, it's, I like, I, I like I'm this. the uh, owner at Lazarus Oh, Golf. owner. Okay. And I want to personally thank Rick for doing the review. Okay. We have had many people comment on our socials about you, want, about you and wanting a review from Rick, which is probably, I guess, fair enough. We would like to be able to use some of the footage and the review on our website and in our advertising and obviously direct traffic back to Rick Shields' socials. This would be a decent amount of visibility for Rick. Would you be happy for us to do so? So, no. yeah, exactly. So it was a very nice email, very polite and very thankful that they asked us. But the answer that I gave back was a very polite no. And the reason this isn't a dig at the brand whatsoever, because many, many brands have asked this before and many have done it without our consent. But the whole point, and hopefully for people watching and listening, it's super obvious by now. These videos are impartial unbiased and that's why joking said we bought the wedges we'd literally bought the wedges know, absolutely not so sponsored the last thing we you no know, fair play the wedges were good there was areas like rick said the shaft was a bit naff 
the finish comes off, you know. One thing we didn't test, maybe we could do next time, is actually the lofts and lies, how true they were. They felt pretty good. They felt like they were the right kind of lofts, but, you know, there might be some errors here and there, but all manufacturers have tolerances that aren't always perfect. Anyway, I digress. We don't want that brand to then be using Rick Shields and the marketing materials when he's not an ambassador because it looks like you then are. And that's then starts to, people start to question and go, all oh, right, is yeah. that why Rick said these wedges were good? Because he's actually getting paid by them. Oh, well, I went out and bought them off the back of Rick's review, but he's getting paid. Uh, and that's not the case. No, make it very, 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 very clear. And I, I know if you are a hardcore listener to the podcast, if you're in the clubhouse, you don't need to hear me say this again, but reviews of equipment is not sponsored, not paid. We have two very clear ways of working with brands. They'll either send us products with information attached to the product, and then that is it. We review it, and that is the end of the communication line. Uh, they don't. We don't give them a right to uh, preview the video, approve the video, nothing. They send us the equipment at their own expense. Sometimes, well, often with the brand, it's their own expense if they're going to send the equipment. With all of the the item, the, all of the specs and the information that we need to have armed to make sure we we are giving the most factual information from the brand, and then after that we test. And then the other method is if we see something online that we're interested in, we'll go out and buy it. Yeah. And it's often those brands when when they didn't actually know a review was coming, they're the ones that afterwards they're like, oh, can we do this? Can we do that? Um. But that is not going to happen. Never going to happen. And again, as we move into the review sh- review channel, which believe me, I know we keep saying it very, very soon, um, that will still be the same. Yeah. Just a quick one before we come on to your wedge play. Just while we're on the top topic of wedges, another little interesting thing I forgot to talk about when we talked about Tom McKibben. And a bit of a broader uh, topic as well. We've touched on these things very similar before, but... Last night, as I'm sure lots of people who work in the golf industry did, I got an email off TaylorMade Golf and it was the kind of PR newsletter um, kind of boasting and bragging that Tom McKibben had won, which is fair enough. He's a TaylorMade athlete. Of course, they should shout from the rooftops about their athlete winning his first event and it was great news, etc. And within that, they talk about his round, whatever, and they go on to talk about what clubs he uses, which again, they want to publicise. So little little in, like little uh, clips, for example, it says, Tom put a new TP band and putter in the bag this week, equipped with a KBS graphite shaft to help with his pace control. Using his stealth two fairway woods, he led the green uh, the field in greens hit under regulation with an average of two per round. Um, Tom's all-round game was on point all week uh, where he had the least amount of bogeys, right? So what they're doing, and naturally, is the this, this, this showcasing how the products have been tools to assist him to win, right? Okay. What drivers are you using? Well, so that's actually not the point. He's actually in the old stealth. Fair enough. But what's interesting is on the Tom McKibben what's in the bag section below that, they've got stealth plus driver. Okay. Stealth two Furway Woods, both of them, uh, P764 iron. And they've got the irons. He's got the putter, the ball, and he's got one wedge, a tailor-made MG3 46 degree. The reason it doesn't show his other wedges is because they're Vokey. He's using Vokey wedges rather than tailor-made. But what I'm getting to, and maybe I'm overanalyzing a little bit, potentially I am, but they're trying to claim how their tools have helped him. But yeah, they're obviously not ever going to talk about the fact he's not using the wedges because you know the brand that thinks are better. Like It's weird, isn't it? You can't have your cake and eat it. I know, but it, they, they can't. If they actually start typing on their tailor-made computer, the word Vogue actually gets deleted. <laughs> <It's> deleted. <laughs> Error comes up. And you know what? I think if there might be a code, if you highlight where the actual Vokey wedges should be, it might they might have just changed the font to white. <laughs> so, so you can't actually well, see. Well, this, this is a problem that tailor-made have had with a few golfers recently where they are switching out of the tailor-made wedges and putting Vokeys in the bag. Yeah, I feel like wedges are, have been quite a bit recently. Mm. Yeah. It is, it is. And then also a few putters. Yeah. A few guys going to Scotty Cameron putters. Yeah. But it just goes to show, doesn't it? And I think, again, most people watching and listening would, would think this anyway, but you shouldn't just buy what the tour pros are playing because they will swap things and they'll always want to use what's best for them. And, you know, it is, it's key to try stuff yourself than just looking at what they've done and going, well, he's won, I'll get a stealth. Definitely. Ain't going to work. You're um, chipping. Yes. It, what was very, very, very interesting. So last Monday, thank you so much, 
for all the amazing comments. People seem to have absolutely loved that video. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a slow burner yeah. it, on the channel, yeah. uh, but now it's it's knocking on the door of half a million people have tuned in to an hour and four minute video of me having a chipping lesson with Dan Greaves, who we had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. The comments have been incredible. Lots of really, really nice comments about people listening and actually implementing the tips from Dan in their own game and seeing great results. I would say it definitely gave me a, 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 a an idea and a plan and, and things to think of. I'll hold my hands up. Hold them. I'm holding them up nice and high. Wow. I've not practiced it as much as I should have done. Shock, shock. So there's bits of uh, short game videos, which you've seen the, the Lazarus wedges being one of them. Oh, Rick's not doing the chipping technique. I just need time to actually bed yeah. it in and practice it. Cause it yeah. is so very, very, very different to what I've ever done in the past. So there's definitely a glimpse of it kicking in, but I'm not hundred percent doing it just yet. I think we've got to be an apology to make as well because you've just done it then. And I think you've always done it and I've been doing it as well. So it's not just you, it's on me as well. We keep calling him Dan Greaves. Just Dan Greaves. It's just Dan Greaves. So. But I felt like he was so intelligent. There might have been two of them. The Dan Greaves is. <laughs> yeah, you, you keep, I keep doing it as well. Um, I saw somebody comment somewhere and said, it's not Greaves. It's like when people call Rick Shields and you don't like it. That's true. Sorry, Dan. Greaves. It doesn't sound, say it now. Dan Greaves. Sounds good. You're dying to say the S though then. Dan Greaves. Okay. Dan, if you're listening. So you did sharp end. Sorry, Dan Grieve. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it's it's getting there. Um, we've got a big, big week ahead mm. of filming. Yes. We are going to the beautiful Scotland. Yes. The east coast of Scotland for a full week of filming where the short game will be needed. The putter will be out, I imagine, on the courses we're playing. When Well, when... So the Woburn video went out after our scramble video went out after the chipping lesson Mm -hmm. and there was some really good chips in there. There was actually some, I watched that video back this weekend. There's some bloody good shots we in there, weren't there? (laughs) Like my, my putting was incredible. Mm. Your iron game was incredible. Yes. Thank you. Our driving game was mixed. Yeah. I felt like there was, there was no real kind of um, strong player off the tee, but we dovetailed quite nicely. Yes. Um, I felt like the short game shots were kind of a mixture of you and me, which mm-hmm. is normally more biased towards you. Correct. Um, and, and like I say, we hold a decent amount of putts that round. We did. And one thing we've not touched on yet, um, maybe give a little bit of a, an insight into, and I think you'll know why when we say what I'm going to say. This Friday's Break 75 is filmed already. Edited oh, yeah. in the editing machine. Oh, yeah. And... Rick and myself play a lovely golf course called Ashridge Golf Club. Um, Let me give something away. Okay, go on. I won't give too much, just straight down the camera there. <laughs> if you ever go and play Ashridge, certainly in the near future, there may be a new plaque put in in the middle of the fairway on the first hole. That's all I'm saying. Yep. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So tune in Friday. Um, it's it's one of, honestly, one of the most beautiful golf courses I've ever played in my life. Yeah. The greens were some of the funkiest, fastest greens I've ever played on. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the greenkeeper woke up either on the wrong side of the bed or he had a plan for us not to particularly did. play there was, well. Yeah. <laughs> There was a couple of shots that I hit, one out of a bunker, where I hit this bunker shot onto the green. I know it's hard to do it justice when you can't picture it, but I hit this bunker shot onto the green. And then it started to roll and roll and roll and basically went off the green and went down. Almost went behind you. Yeah. And that was something that you see like on the PJ Tour occasionally or whatever it might be. And I've never really played a golf course where that's happened to me. I know my days, it was, it was tough. It was almost like, have you seen these, these, um, these days where it's like Greenkeeper's Revenge. Yes, that's what it was like. It felt like Greenkeeper's Revenge on the green. The pin positions were funky. So stay tuned for that on Friday. I think you're going to really, really enjoy it. Um, and then, like I say, busy week in Scotland coming up. And then, this is the breaking news. If you remember, last year, 
did a little little walk. You did. A little stroll, some would say. Mm. From Presswick, which was the home of the first ever Open Championship. Correct. And I put on my golf bag and for six days I walked across Scotland, 150 miles all the way to the home of golf, St. Andrews. You did. That was last June. Yes. And I found it excruciatingly hard. Yeah. Also outrageously rewarding. Mm -hmm. And we managed to raise nearly 130. And I say we, I'm, I'm talking to you, the listeners and the viewers, you helped raise £130,000 for Prostate Cancer UK. That's insane. £130,000. Well, this year, I'm going one step further. So this is a, an official... One actual step. Official announcement. So this year, I wanted to level up from last year's challenge. So it's not... 150 miles anymore. Okay. It's not 200 miles. Keep talking. It's actually a little bit over 300 miles. Wow. From St. Andrews, the home of golf, the home of last year's open championship. Yes. To this year's open venue, Royal Liverpool. I'm going to travel from St. Andrews to Royal Liverpool across four days on a bike. <laughs> and not just any bike. It's a two-seater bike, which is being custom made and designed for this challenge. It's going to be four days, 500 kilometers traveled four golf courses, four guests, and I'm going to bring every single one of you along for the ride. Yes, very exciting. And when I say every single one of you, you, more importantly, yeah. very much along for the ride. Yes, yeah, so I'm doing one of the legs, I believe, is it Carlisle to Lancaster? You're doing day three. I'm doing day three. Hopefully the easiest of the four legs. So we've got four guests lined up for Four days, four different golf courses. Stay tuned to my social media because there's going to be option, uh, opportunity, a long route to come and uh, meet us. We're going to meet at three different golf courses along the route as well. So we might even play a bit of golf. Are they booked in yet? Yeah. Do you know which one I'm going to? What's the one? Lancaster. Is it actually Lancaster Golf yeah. Club? It's going to be good, isn't it? Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. Oh, nice. So starting at St. Andrews. Nice. On the, on, sat- on Saturday morning. Um not playing the whole golf course, maybe just, even just play a few little tiny shots, really, just to just to kind of say that's done at St Andrews. Tiny shots, how long? Tiny, tiny shots, shots. <laughs> two foot foot, um, because that's obviously where last year's open was. And then jump in this two seater designed bike, not a tandem, but a side by side two seater bike with the golf club strapped on the front. We've got a full support team, and we're going to head south. And the first day, I think it's 110 kilometers, or a little bit over 110 kilometers. That is the day, the end of day one. Day two, new guest. We're starting from the end of day one, cycling all the way to Carlisle Golf Club, where mm-hmm. Carlisle Golf Club will do a meetup. Find out more information of that coming soon. Day three, you join me. Yes. You, you get in the hot seat in yes. the bike. Now, luckily, the, the seats look very comfortable, they do. don't they? It's in a picture. So hopefully not too many aches and pains. Day three, all the way to Lancaster Golf Club, play a couple of holes at Lancaster Golf Club, do a meetup. So if you're a fan of the podcast and you want to come and meet me and Guy, Lancaster Golf Club on Monday evening. Stay tuned for more information. Yeah, uh, I want to make sure everyone knows about times, et cetera, and, and where to meet. And then the last leg, one more guest from Lancaster all the way to Royal Liverpool. Exciting Doing stuff. it again to support Prostate Cancer UK. We've put a link if you want to be one of the first donors and it would be really, really appreciated just to, just to kick off the fundraising. Put a link in the description of this podcast. Um, but yeah, Cycle 500 in support of Prostate Cancer UK. I mean, Prostate Cancer is still so... Um, such a, a horrible disease as any cancer is. So obviously prostate cancer, a charity that I love 
you know, raising awareness yeah. for and money. Um, you know, pro- prostate cancer exists in every golf club in the UK. Wow. How mad is that? Affects one in eight men Crikey. in the UK. Um, that could be your dad, your brother, your partner, your best mate. Um, and prostate cancer claims the lives of 12,000 men every year. So whatever we can do to raise as much money and awareness mm. is very, very much appreciated. So looking forward to that. I'm kind of nervous. I've Again, in typical Rick Shields fashion, I've done zero training. Standard. How hard can it be? Yeah, you've got a guest helping pedal. That's what I mean. It's only 500 kilometers. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I'm doing one day. That's yeah, all <laughs> so we'll see. So stay tuned for loads more information. We'll probably post the main video uh, later on this week when I've actually got the bike so I can show you all and uh, tell you a bit more information of where we can actually meet. Very, very exciting and very good calls. So well done to you. Sir. Thank you. I want to, each year I want to connect the open venues. Wow. So next year it'll be Royal Liverpool to Royal Troon. Oh wow! Back up the road on the west on the east coast of Scotland. So you bike at Royal Liverpool and cycle west, west coast of Scotland. Yeah, and then it's Royal Troon to Port Rush. Jet ski, I think so. Swim. It's not been announced the year after yet. I'm really hoping they don't go from Port Rush to Royal St George's. Wow, that would be. <laughs> yes so yeah I'm really excited about it Um, again if we can raise loads of money for prostate cancer it'd be amazing but as as much as you can donate it'd be great if you are listening and you want to jump over to the uh, website it's justgiving.com forward slash cycle 500 very good good podcast Um, really good I can guarantee by the way the world will be now said this, but there'll be at least one comment in that I look like a um, janitor, janitor yeah. yeah, with this outfit on. So it's like a kind of blue jacket thing and a cap. That's good though. Thank you. What's happening with next week's podcast? So, so inform people. Next week's podcast might be a couple of days delayed because of your escapades. Cycling. Or do we take it with us and we see if we try do and it do one on, on the bike. bike? Wow, that would be. Let's try it. Um, Maybe we could do it on the bike just as an audio one that's just like a Might be just like a little special, half an hour one. Yeah, an like extra special one. If you want an ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. Cycle, guy. Cycle. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Lots more to come. Be sure to subscribe to all the channels and have a great week, everyone. And loads more videos coming soon. Peace.